This is Jesse Schnabelin and Summer Stahlbaumer, and we're back this week continuing our conversation with Amel, a senior supply chain major. In today's episode, we'll hear about how Amel chose her major and what has kept her motivated. I yeah. <laughs> promise you, college in U.S. is way easier than high school in Morocco. Okay, how so? <laughs> because uh, there's nothing such 40-minute classes, first of all. Mm-hmm. That's first thing. You don't get to choose your classes. There's a schedule for you that you have to follow. So if you don't want to study math at 8 a.m., that's it. There's only math at 8 a.m. <laughs> there's no math at 6 p.m. or 3 p.m. <laughs> no different professors. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, back home, it's more 8 to 12, 2 to 6. Um, and um, it depends on your major because we kind of have a major in during your high school so you get specialized whether you want to do math or you want to do physics or you want to do English as a whole concentration as well which is funny I didn't do that so <laughs> yeah I know I, I love math and physics so much um, so yeah uh, if uh, for example my concentration was in math at the beginning so I take around 10 to 12 hours of math a week. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's fun. <laughs> and then uh, and then eight hours of physics at the same time during the week. Plus, you have French, Arabic, sports, uh, uh, literature, uh, science. There's a lot of other classes that you have to take. I think it's around six or seven classes that you take during the week. And uh, talking about, like, Cal 1, 2, and 3, Survey of Cal, all of those you'll have to take them during high school. So when I came here, it was it was really, I mean, at the beginning what's hard in college is to adapt, of, you know, especially if you speak like English as a, as a third language, just the fact of having a professor explaining everything to you in English, mm-hmm. and you're taking notes. So my freshman year, you'll find notes coming Right to left, left to right, because I sp- I, f- I write I write Arabic, and then I write French, and then I write, I'm like I'm like, man, you need to think in one language right now because this is not gonna work out. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, at the beginning it's quite it's not even hard, but if you just try to adapt, you will get to the point that you won't have to write everything. Because at first you're like, oh my god, he's speaking so fast, and I don't know, should I understand or listen or write? What am I gonna do right now? <laughs> So yeah, with time, once once you start talking to people and uh, your English just gets settled down, <laughs> you you yeah, I think you'll be you'll be okay. And professors are so nice. The, when I came here, if you don't understand, there are office hours that you can just take advantage of. The professor knows they understand that you are actually not from U.S. Mm-hmm. and just the fact that you're speaking three languages or four languages and you're here in the same position as people whose native language is English, they take that as a, a, as a in consideration and as a really big step from you to, to take. So they help you, um, they show you ways, because they've been teaching that class for years and years, and they've mm-hmm. been having international students for years and years, so they know how to help those students. They probably give you, for example, uh, videos to watch, they can give you links that you can watch, because sometimes, even if you're, if, if it's your own language, you don't understand when the professor is explaining. I mean, I, I did, I used to do that back home. But sometimes <laughs> they explain to me and it's Arabic. I'm like, what is he saying? <laughs> so uh, yeah, so imagine being in class and you're American. You don't understand how an international person would feel. He's, he's completely lost. So um, so yeah, uh, office hours are a big thing. There are so many uh, uh, um, 
helping centers like the C++, they help mm -hmm. you with your papers and all those things. So there's so many things that can help you during your undergrad. You just, I think you just have to take advantage of, yeah. And you said, um, when you were in high school, you said, first of all, that it was harder than college. Which mm -hmm. <laughs> it was really hard, I promise you. Yeah. Um, but you said that they sort of had, like, majors or something you concentrated in? Yes. Um, what, what did you concentrate in during high school? What did you want to do then? Yeah, so during high school, I knew I loved math and physics a lot. And since I didn't have any intentions, like in coming to U.S. or going abroad or anything, I wanted to do med school back home. So uh, in order to go to med school, you have to have a specific kind of degree mm -hmm. in during your high school. So there's the math, physics one, then there's the science one, and there's, as I, as I told you, the literature one or, or English one. So I was more focused on the math and physics. So that's why I had to take like 10 hours of math a week and eight hours of physics a week plus the other courses that we will have to take. And for example, for somebody who's doing science, they will have to take 12 hours of science and biology and all those things in there a week. Yeah, so it depends on what you're focused on. That's the amount of hours that you get more depending on what your focus is. Mm -hmm. And now your major is supply, supply chain, chain with minor in information Just system. system. Yes. Okay. So how did you how did you make that leap? I mean, they're sort of intertwined because there is there's math and. I mean, yeah, but. there is. <laughs> well, the math and supply chain has nothing to do with the math <laughs> in uh, that I've right. taken before, but yeah, uh, math is everywhere to be honest mm -hmm. with you. But then, um, how you mean how I picked the major mostly. Uh, so when I first came here, and I, as I told you, I always wanted to be a cardiologist, that's what they call it, so I even knew what kind of thing I wanted to do in med school. But then um, I, uh, I saw the medical program in here, but you have to have a bachelor first, then go to, to med school. And I'm like, this is way too much. Uh, if I have a bachelor, I probably want to just work and start my life. <laughs> so uh, that was one thing. And um, and I didn't know if I'm going to be financially helped as well. Like, I didn't want to be, oh, uh, I want my parents to pay for everything. Like, I, I'm just not that person. I don't like my parents to pay for my stuff. And mm -hmm. I, if, if you're able, because if you're able to just let them live their life away from you and have yourself build your own life that's something big that i i see it really big so um i um, started thinking what should i do uh i started with industry and engineering i applied here to university with industry and engineering and i was like okay well the walton college is really good in here and i heard a lot of good things about it and um, i speak different languages so that will help me in business a lot so I just looked at how many advent, uh, how many advantages are in this whole story, and I'll, I'm like, okay, well, let me just take a couple classes, and I like the fact that in my and in my first year, which is my freshman year, um, Walton College gives you so many diverse diverse classes that you can take. For example, you can take an intro to supply chain, a marketing class, a management class. So that gives you an idea of each each major that we have here in Walton. And that, that it's, not a, it's not a specific idea, but it's a broad idea of what you'll be encountering. It's not like, okay, I took management, I got an A, I'm gonna be amazing in this management career life thing. But no, once you get deep in it, of course you'll hate it, but then, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but yeah, it gives you a broad idea, it helps you, uh, it helps you see what you're putting yourself into. And uh, 
I um I personally think as as a person for me my opinion about doing marketing management I think that those are skills that I can acquire with time, and when I took uh, let's say account accounting and finance. Uh, I did good in all most of my classes, to be honest with you. Maybe because I was just freaking out the first year. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I need to do good or they're going to send me back home. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I, I learned a lot. And actually, big advice to students in their undergrad year. And it's when you first start in your freshman year, sophomore year, you work on your GPA because you will be so relieved in your senior year. Because if you don't do that and you have a low GPA, you have pretty much zero motivation in your senior year, and that's going to get bad and bad and bad. So that helps a lot if you're just freaking out in the beginning, doing good. Because I know that most people in their freshman year, they're like, oh, this is easy. We're just, it's just regular classes, first classes. I'm just going to pass with C's or B's. And then later on in my sophomore, it gets harder in sophomore and, se- and junior right. year, especially sure. junior year. Junior year is kind of, you know, should I really do this or not? <laughs> so, yeah. So I think junior year was quite busy. But my senior year is, you got, maybe you just get used to it. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's, it's cool. It's college. I'm going to graduate, but I need to just finish strong. So that's one thing is to really work on your GPA at the beginning of the journey because that will help you a lot. And that will open doors for you. Like you're not going to get scholarships in your senior year, but you <laughs> will get them in your sophomore in your junior year at least in your junior it will help you last year you won't you won't have to think about a whole year so uh, so that being said uh yeah i picked the supply chain when i uh, took intro to supply chain with the professor dr uh, scott so uh, i really liked how passionate he is about the class and uh, about the whole industry um uh, it had it had some math as well and i really liked it because you combine both the conceptual part of the supply chain with the numbers and analysis uh, that combination really grabbed my attention and made me read more about the major because i was completely lost at the beginning i'm like oh my god from from med school to business to business like how i don't know <laughs> yeah. how but yeah we'll see so i started reading about each major i went to the walton college website they talk about each classes we'll have to take mm-hmm. uh it's very 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 well detailed if you want to know what you're going to do in your life just go over and read i know it's a lot <laughs> but read about it uh i've been i kind of just came through all those classes i will have to take what the major is about then i looked at the job opportunities and i looked at just uh, what's going to happen later when I graduate. And I think that just looking kind of long-term helped me as well because I don't want to do a major, and nobody wants to do a major that it will not allow them to have a job later on. It will not allow them to grow as a person. I mean, you are, you're investing not only your money, you're investing your life, you're investing your years. You will never be 20 or 21 or 22 or again I mean I can't believe I'm 22 I just turned 22 well, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. thank you my mom was so happy she's like what's the legal age there I'm like 21 she's like, yeah because I was 18 when I first got here and back home 18 is the legal age so oh, like really? perfect yeah. guys <laughs> a few so, more years yeah right so like for the first two years she didn't even try to ask me how's life was going on she's she's, she's good you know once I turned 21 she calls me every day I'm like where are you <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, 
What I like about supply chain more is it's a very fast-paced environment, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a combination of technology with 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 uh, with helping customers and helping uh, you own your you own your own impact. Mm-hmm. Like when when uh, when you work on, for example, shipping a product or a a, a material from point A all the way to point Z, you actually has you you have achieved something because somebody else is on the on the other side waiting for that product to come. So they depend on you, they depend on your critical thinking, on uh, your analysis, on the way you deal with the, all the machines and technology and innovation that you have in your company or whatever that will allow them to receive that material and get it on time in a very cost-effective way. In very So there's so many standards. And I really like that because um, uh, it, it helps you put all your skills and you're learning and knowledge in actually a a step or something that will allow you to 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 make something else you know like i don't know how to explain it but for example uh, if there's no technology with analysis and critical thinking in your uh, optimization and all those things that we do in supply chain those products are not going to be shipped or though there's something wrong in the process that's going to happen if you don't plan ahead so that was that was really big as well because um, that helped me and uh, and the, the intro to supply chain is is a really good class that helps you see the broad idea of the whole industry and then you get deeper and deeper kind of get bad but yeah there's all I, I i was like oh my god there's a whole class about inventory isn't that crazy yeah. i'm just sorting there and leave them there no <laughs> there's a whole class about forecasting like uh, this is way too much so yeah then it gets deeper and deeper but then once you start learning it gets it all makes sense at the end you're like okay well i i see why i took that analysis because that helped in the other class and i really liked it because i hate to just take a class and forget about it mm-hmm. even though sometimes I didn't get like an A or whatever but I took that class I need I need that class to help me in something else mm-hmm. and then that's what happened like in my sophomore and my junior year I started seeing the correlation between classes mm-hmm. and I loved that so much one of my favorite classes was business law and I, I, I loved Mr. Greenhall by the oh, way yeah. <laughs> I really loved that for that professor so much he was he was he knew what he's talking about and even though I, they freaked me out at the beginning. They're like, there are people, this is the third time they take this class. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> how? <laughs> well, it's business law. It's a lot of laws, a lot of rules, a lot of, but it, it's good to know. Because later on, if you, let's say, you, you, you don't know if you're going to have your own business or not. You have to, you have to know what's going on. You at least have an idea. You're not, you're not a lawyer. You don't, you don't know all the business rules, but you, you, your brain makes sense when they hear a rule, for example. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, I actually studied this a long time ago and I think there's something such this rule. So just having all those classes makes sense or gives you a big picture at the end. Because uh, those classes and ho- the whole college, it just builds your perspective about life when you graduate, about real business life when you graduate, to be honest. Because uh, there's so many things that we encounter once you get out of college. And that's what I faced during my internship when I was in Dallas last summer. So uh, uh, I, uh, I saw the business world differently than I used to see it when I was in college. 
I mean, I'm still in college, but yeah, <laughs> when I was in my junior year, yeah. so I saw it quite differently, yeah. Can you tell us about that internship? Like, I know that um, we've talked about transitions between high school and college, but I'm also interested in, you know, what was that transition like from, you know, college student to internship? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, how I got the internship, first of all, I, uh, I applied through the career link, mm -hmm. which is called Handshake right now. So um, uh, it's a really good tool, actually, because companies tend to hire students more if they apply through the career links or through the university websites. It's First of all, it's uh, more legit. Second thing, they know their students, they know their status, they can do research about them, So and they meet them in career fairs as well. So that's a really, really good door to, to take advantage of. I applied and just apply apply anywhere and everywhere. Just I used to apply and forget that I actually applied. I even <laughs> applied to this company and forgot that I until they called me. I'm like, okay, which company is this? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm not supposed to ask this question. Yeah, don't ask this that is question. bad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I uh, I applied to so many so many companies because sometimes even though let's say I'm doing supply chain, you might end up working in a position that has nothing to do with supply chain. But then later on, once you get to know the corporate culture, you get your 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 experience and your knowledge about the company, what their business, what they're doing. You can move to the areas you want, and you might mightn't think like I might think that supply chain is the industry for me. But then once I graduate and I start with another company, I might like other things because you don't know what you like until you get exposed to it. So you might work in a company and you have a management role and you're like oh I actually like management that's actually what I really like and you might not and work in, in something that has to do with supply chain at all so yeah I think that once you read the job description and you think something kind of attracts you or a company let's say I don't know Walmart you like Walmart you like how they started do you like what they're doing give it give it a shot in any kind of position I know the people that started as pickers in Amazon in I don't know like uh, uh, transportation companies and then now they're managers they're they're responsible what's a picker? <laughs> uh, what is that the pickers you know like how uh, <coughs> let's say you have products that you, like let's say you're at amazon in a warehouse uh they have products that have to be in specific places so oh, okay. some of them get lost and stuff so you have people that actually manually pick the things and put them in those okay yeah so they start literally from scratch, and then they they get all the way to becoming in management positions, and and that's how you grow. Like a CEO didn't just become CEO, a a senior representative didn't become just a senior representative. That's why there are entry level positions. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're all gonna be managers. I mean, I don't, I, right. I would love a life <laughs> like that, but yeah. So uh, I think just applying, uh, reading about the company. Uh, going to career fairs as well um, helped me a lot because I had no idea. First of all, as an international student, you kind of get depressed because you're like, oh, well, they're not going to leave an American that lives here in the U.S. fluent in English. It's their people, and they're going to get you. Your language is, like, English is your third language. You're, they will have to sponsor you. They will have to spend a lot of money, relocate you, and a lot of other things that it, you will cost them a lot. Why would they want you? Well, I think that as a person, you need to trust yourself enough. First of all, you came all the way from your country. 
you came here, you made it, you're graduating, you have a good GPA, you're involved on campus, your English is getting better, why get not give it a shot? You gotta prove yourself. You gotta make that company know, okay, well this person, just the way they succeeded in making themselves what they are right now, they can bring an, a benefit to the company. They can make it grow. They're a good asset for the company. Mm-hmm. And just the way you want them, they want you. It's it's a it's business. Like you want them, they want you. You gotta meet in the middle of the whole convention. So that's that's just the way I, I look at it. Because a lot of people will just, will they will just how to say it? They will just settle for whatever mm-hmm. this 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 job or or this this position. But no, you're you're it's it's your it's gonna, it's gonna be your full time job. You will have to wake up every single day to go to that job. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? I do. You want to do that? Are you learning? Are you giving something back or you're not, you're stagnant? You're just in that position, not learning anything, being a robot while you can do something that makes you happy and makes other people around you happy. Because it's very obvious to see if somebody's miserable in their job, to be honest. I, pers- I, I think that it's very easy to see it because they try to be very happy, good about it, but they're so fake. And I don't, yeah, they're so fake about it and you can tell. That's something that I, uh, I don't see good because when the, the products of what you're doing come in from within. So if you're in a good mood wanting to learn and give, the, the whole company, the whole culture is going to grow and grow and grow. That's why you have to, I think that you have to find a good spot for you. And I just, I'm just going to keep looking and looking and looking. And I know that there, there's going to be a job out there. There's gonna be a company. That's why we have thousand and thousand companies all around, uh, and that's why you will have to fit in one of those companies. So yeah. Do you? So do you plan on staying in the U.S.? Like, what? Are, what? What are your future plans? Yeah. So I think that the fact that I got a or I'm getting a uh, an undergrad degree in U.S. Um, it's much better to stay here and have experience. Uh, and I, I, I would love, love to work in the corporate world here because uh, I think that just the, the way I'm thinking and the business world and all the education and information and knowledge that I acquired throughout the four years would be more um, productive and beneficial if I implement them in here, now in U.S. I would love to have a lot of experience in, um, in the supply chain um, industry as well because I really like it. And um, then I'm planning long term to have my MBA program. I was I was planning to do it right after I graduate, but then they're not offering it until fall 2019, as I mentioned earlier. But yeah, uh, but that doesn't mean anything because it's something that I have in my uh, long term goals. So that's gonna be achieved. It's just that it needs time. Maybe now, maybe later. Um, yeah, but I'm planning to stay here in the U.S. Yeah, I, I think. I think for sure I, I'm going to have my MBA because the main reason why I want to have my MBA, not only for the education thing, but you never know what can happen in life. And back home, a bachelor degree is nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like you have your high school degree. Literally. It will get you nowhere. No job position will take you. Uh, it's really hard. You, you will be, you'll be just having a regular job position. Like You can't be a manager back home with a with a bachelor degree so your masters which is your mba here um 
opens doors for you back home. So I, I, I just want to have it aside. You never know. Just and I, I don't like to be. Oh, I don't know what to do now. I hate, I hate that position. So I always work on not having a backup, of having a backup plan. Sorry. So uh, that, that's that being said. Plus, cause I've been reading a lot about the MBA. Is it worth it? Do I? Do you really want to spend that much of money to get your MBA? And uh, it's for my position, for my situation. I think it is worth it. Because it will allow me to, to, if I want to go back home and if I want to stay here and have a better position, maybe. Sometimes some companies are like, oh, we're not hiring you because you're overqualified. You have an MBA. Mm-hmm. And, which is so funny, overqualified. <laughs> overqualified. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I just had a talk with my, one of my friends. They're like, we don't hire 3.8 or 3.7. And we don't hire the ones that have uh, MBAs. I'm like, what? <laughs> he said, yeah, the CEO of the company just said, if they have more than 3.6 and they haven't been working on campus, we just don't hire them. They're book-oriented book people, and mm-hmm. we're not we're not working with those people. We only, it's yeah, interesting. isn't it that is crazy? We, they're like, we only hire if they're athletes on campus, because being an athlete's not easy, by the way. Oh, I see. It is not yeah, easy. It's very, very it is very hard to be in school and being an athlete. That's yeah, so absolutely. crazy. I have friends that are athletes here. They're like, they're always tired, twenty four seven. I'm like, well, you have a good body though. So, <laughs> <There you> go, <laughs> so yeah. it's really hard. Or if they have uh, a three point five whatever, but they're involved on campus. They had a job at least a part time job on campus or off yeah. campus that they've been involved in something. And that's that brings us back to the fact of being involved. It helps you, mm-hmm. even though you don't see it right now, but it does help you. Anything help you on campus, like any anything. If you like drawing, like in, join a, a group that they draw. I don't know, draw on the street, draw on the floor, <laughs> draw anywhere. But just do something. Because right. when they ask you a question in an interview, you will have to find something to talk about. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say? Well, yeah, we had a test in uh, biology, <laughs> and I went to the library, studied in the corner the whole day, and I got an A. Guess what? <laughs> Nobody cares, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> wow. You're only a year older than me, but I feel like you're just, like, exponentially wiser. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making me feel I'm old? just getting that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Promise I'm 22. Um, what is the word? We're probably going to end with this question Mm -hmm. like what is a word or a phrase that you continue to be drawn to or look to right that keeps you on track or inspired okay well there are two things that keep me moving first of all is that work hard and if it's meant to happen it will happen that's these are two things because I mean I know if it's meant to happen it will happen but if Mm -hmm. you don't work hard for it it's not gonna happen you can make you can work hard for things to make them happen and that's something that I, I, because when when it happens and you worked hard, you don't feel guilty. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't happen, I mean, sorry, and you worked hard for it, you don't regret it. Right. You won't. You won't be in the position of, oh, I should have just did. I should have made more effort. Maybe it would have happened if mm-hmm. I did. So when you do your best, your inner person or your inner self knows that you did your your best and the fact that that thing that you really wanted didn't happen is just because it's not meant to happen in your life maybe there's something else that will happen that's much better and it's just hidden on the road you just have to keep doing your best and moving forward to to achieve what's hidden for you in the future and i think that a positive attitude helps too you have to be in a positive a positive Mm -hmm. attitude 
because being in a bad attitude, as I talked to you last time, is is just a waste of time, a waste of energy. It doesn't keep you moving forward. It just puts you back, and you don't want in that position where things do not get achieved as the way you wanted them to work for you to go back. That just worse makes the position or the situation worse and worse. So if you don't lift yourself, nobody's gonna lift you. People will try to lift you, but if you yourself don't believe that you want to move forward and lift yourself and wake up in the morning, okay, I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and move forward. That is not gonna happen if you don't do it yourself. Nobody will, so yeah. It's very true, so work hard and stay positive, yeah. right? Two phrases you live your life by. Well, thank you so much, You're Amel, welcome. for joining thank us you. today. Thank you. Um, this has been very uh, informative Thanks. and inspiring. Yeah. Really inspiring. <laughs> Summer. There's just been some wisdom imparting No, you do have a lot of, you do have so much wisdom, I think, to thank pass you. on to students as a senior and also as an international student thank and you. an international mentor, mm-hmm. um, which is something we didn't quite get to, but I, I, I mean, you did talk about it, but I, I mean, I just think that um, your perspective is very, very valuable. So thank you, thank so you for much. sharing it with thank us. You. <laughs> thank you for listening to today's episode of Walton Biz Talk. Be sure to tune in next week to hear about the life and career of Walton College legend Dr. Dub Ashton, associate professor in the marketing department. You don't want to miss it. In the meantime, you can come by and chat with us at the BCL located in WCOB 118.